to the Walk the Line podcast. Real stories of real people. Welcome, guys. Good to have you back again. Another episode of the Walk the Line podcast, hosted by myself, Ryan. How you doing? Today's episode is all me. No guest today, unfortunately. Um, I thought I'd just get a little bit of break, but next week we do have a few people coming on uh, over the next coming would say next coming weeks sort of thing random people coming on sharing the stories going back to what i used to but i do like doing these sort of solo shows now there's a reason why i'm doing this one as a solo show because um if i get somebody else on it we'll end up having a mass debate now cash in mind back probably about a month ago a month ago we had the crazy information that aliens are fucking real yeah, that's it. So I didn't even know this actually was a thing until I did some digging on it. But supposedly, Congress, yeah, there was a big old debate. I don't know what you call it. Uh, like the people from intelligence agencies or whatever it was, was invited to Congress and they spilled the, they spilled the beans. And they basically said that they have found alien aircraft and biological entities within this aircraft. So, fuck a duck. We've only just found out that we've got aliens. And you'd expect the oh, the human race to go fucking crazy about it. But no, no one gives a fuck. You look online, if you type online about it and you read the hilarious reactions to people, this is why I love the internet so much sometimes. This is why I love it. Because you look at their reactions to it and those people coming down saying, if they can pay for my college tuition, I might give a shit. I don't care what's next. Oh yeah, whatever. Because people have got too much going on. The world is basically on fucking fire. And I, I, I don't know. A lot of people are thinking that this is just to kind of stay away from the real world of what's happening and a bit of a divert, diversion tactics by dropping little breadcrumbs and all that sort of stuff. But this, I would imagine, would go far, far, quite a long time, quite far. This is a rabbit hole that's just at the top of it. You know what I mean? There's obviously talk about um, bases in the South Pole that can have cataclysmic events and all that sort of stuff. But one thing that did actually... It intrigued me. It was when the the governor spoke to the intelligence person. I think he was from the Air Force and said, "The weapon, the technology they have, is uh, advanced enough for us." And the guy turned around to him and said, "Yes, if they invaded our planet right now, we would not have a hope in hell." But that's pretty scary. That's pretty scary. So you'd like to think that they are developing something underneath the South Pole or Area 51 or whatever it is they are to de- fucking defend us, just in case these little bastards decide to fucking come at us full bore. But then there's another conspiracy as well. Why did aliens come in the first place? You know, you, you go back down to it about why the aliens only started after World War II. I mean, that's a good one to actually talk about because the reason it is, is people say it's because we developed nuclear bombs and we were bombing each other. So they could have been watching us for years and years and years, uh, hundreds of years, but then all of a sudden we got so advanced, we started blowing each other up on a humongous scale. They thought, right, we need to sort these guys out. We need to sort them out. We have a look and meddle. So this is why a lot of people think that they're already here, they're already within society, and they're already doing it. We could go down this rabbit hole. But anyway, anyway, I'll go. I've got a couple of things as well. We'll talk about this. Well, this is how I started. This is the reason why I'm doing this show in the first place. I was chatting to a few friends about it in a pub, uh, having a few drinks. One of my mates turned around to us and said, right, this is one thing to think about. Now, he's a big conspiracy theory nuts. He goes down the rabbit hole, but he likes to talk about it. And some of the stuff he comes out with is pretty thought-provoking. 
I'm not a big conspiracy theorist myself, but some have legs. So he talks about this alien situation going on. Now, he talks about them as well, how they looked. You know, if you look at us as humans, we are descendants from, if you look at history and science, obviously from Neanderthals, men and all that sort of stuff, like apes, if you like. Now, um, if you look at what they look like now, they're kind of not roundish heads, but if you look at us who are part of them, like distant future evolved from them, we have got the big brains and the pointy chins. You know, we've evolved into that sort of side of stuff. Now, if you look at these aliens, they are kind of human-like, sort of, but they've also got larger craniums and pointy chins, just like us. Now, he turned around to me and said, what would think? What would you think if they were us in the future, thousands and thousands of years in the future, maybe millions of years in the future, evolve and come back and come back to us now to tell us we're gonna we're gonna fuck up something to warn us about what's happening. And I just went, obviously, you. I listened to it there. I think it's ridiculous. But after a few beers, ah, oh, my mind was blown. My mind was blown. But then, then you think about it, if they're that advanced, they probably look at us like well zoo animals. You know, these guys are flying about in big spaceships, going absolutely fucking crazy. Like going from zero to sixty in like split seconds, you know, going from fifty thousand feet to sea level and literally a, a blink of an eye, they're far too advanced for us. They're probably just looking at us like the zoo, you know. What I mean, we we look at animals in the zoo. They probably do the same to us because <laughs> that's what we're at that stage yet. So that really kind of stemmed on the the basis of the show conspiracy theories. Now, as I mentioned before, I am not a conspiracy theorist. Um, I have had a few conspiracy theorists people on the show if you go back a few episodes probably about a couple of years ago i had the my my well the show was hijacked by a conspiracy theorist anthony hoyes and who decided to sprout absolute fucking craziness on the show which was it's <laughs> not by my intentions as well so go back and have a listen to that if you're into that sort of stuff because it is crazy so i, I thought i would go and delve into the deepest darkest places of the internet and find out about conspiracy theories and i love it i do like the stories some i'd mentioned before i do like listening to them i'm not a conspiracy theorist myself but i do think some have got legs i do think some have got legs now i wanted to talk about or go over not the usual ones you know like the moon landings were fake and all that sort of bullshit i wanted to go into detail about some of the things that not a lot of people know about and go not and discuss them a little bit more all right, so I want to go into that sort of side of stuff. So, that being said, dust off your tinfoil hat, get it on, put our feet up, and listen to this, listen to some random shit that the human race actually believe. And no, flat earthers, I am not talking about you in this episode because you guys are fucking idiots. You're not talking about flat earthers. If you're a flat earther and you're listening to this, come on, man, come on, are you okay? You sort yourselves out, man. Jesus Christ, the earth is flat. Fuck off. <laughs> That's my opinion. That's my opinion on anything. So we're going to start off with this one. I've got a few of them. Some of them, well, one towards the end is actually a bit bit creepy, to be quite honest with you. And it's a little bit kind of, ooh. So we'll get to there. We'll get to that in a minute. But here we go. Well, the first one we're going to say is uh, go into Princess Diana. Now, we know who Princess Diana is. She, was, she was a great person, a great humanitarian literally she was like the english rose you know she was the epitome of the great britain uk at the time absolutely fantastic stunning beautiful did everything but she got on the wrong side of the wrong people allegedly 
So, um, you know, I'm I'm going to be reading these off the off the the, the kind of script of the research that I've been doing. So if it sounds like I'm reading that, because I fucking am. Um, so within hours of Princess Diana's death on August thirty first, nineteen ninety seven, and a Paris highway tunnel conspiracy theories swirled, as was the case with the death of John F. Kennedy, that the idea that such a beloved and high profile figure could be killed so suddenly was a shock. This was especially true of Princess Diana. Royalty die of old age, political intrigue or eating too much rich food, they don't get killed by a common drunk driver. And that is where it comes down to. That is the, the case of the, well, the, the crusp of this whole conspiracy thing. Unlike many conspiracy theories though, this has a billionaire promoting it, Mohammed Al-Fayed. Now, if you don't know who Mohammed Al-Fayed is, uh, uh, an Arab guy who is say, a billionaire, he owns Harrods. In London, you know Harrods, the big famous shop in there, the mostly overpriced famous shop in there. I think I saw a Harrods bag, a plastic bag on eBay for about 60, 70 quid once. Just for a plastic bag. He is the, the father of, obviously, Dodi Al-Fayed, who was also killed along with Diana, right? So Al-Fayed claims that the accident was, in fact, an assassination by British intelligence agencies at the request of the royal family. I've heard this one before. Alfaya's claims were examined and dismissed as baseless by a 2006 inquiry the following year. The coroner stated that the conspiracy theory advanced by Mohammed Alfayed had been minutely examined and shown to be without any substance. On April, two th- April 7, 2008, the coroner's jury concluded that Diana and Alfayed were unlawfully killed due to negligence by the drunken chauffeur and pursuing paparazzi. The conspiracy theory was also believed by Prince Harry, who said in January 2023, not long ago, that he believed she could still be alive for many years after the crash. He told Anderson Cooper on 60 Minutes that he thought she may have faked her own death and that they would be reunited at some point. See, this is, makes, this is an ongoing thing, and obviously if you listen to this from a different country or abroad from the UK... Um, you might not be too much invested in this, but this has been going on for years. I remember that day. I was a young kid. Another thing I was pissed off at is my cartoons went on because of the uh, the coverage on the news. So very, very, um, that was not a very nice thing to say, but still, I was only young. I'm allowed to. But um, I've heard that because the thing is, is Dodi Al-Fayed and Princess Diana were getting very close. Supposedly, the, 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 the story is that Dodi Al-Fayed was due to marry Princess Diana. Now, if you look at it, the royalty is a very traditional place. They didn't like that. They didn't like, and it's very racist as well. And the background is that the Queen, God bless her heart, God bless her soul, R.I.P. Liz, did not want the stepdaughter, the stepfather of the future king to have basically be an Arab and have that sort of thing going for the future. She was trying to protect her bloodline, and that's is what it comes down to. So, uh, yeah, that, that theory has got a little bit of legs, but... I don't, I don't know. I, do you know, it's one of those things that I wouldn't put it past them, to be fair. I would not put it past them, especially these sort of like kind of agencies and all that sort of stuff. So, there we go. What do you guys think? You think that's a true one? I don't know. I don't know. I might give that probably about a six and a half, seven out of ten, because it's quite high up there. So, uh, <laughs> here we go. This one's a belter. This one's a belter, right? Satanic cults running the world. Now, this is, this is I love these sort of things. Right, so 
For years during the 1980s and 1990s, America became convinced that an underground network of Satanists was working together to kidnap, torture, and abuse children. None of it was real, but the conspiracy theories destroyed lives and livelihoods. The pinnacle was Geraldo Rivera's infamous NBC special, Devil Worshipping, Exposing Satan's Underground, which aired on October 28, 1998. Rivera relied on self-proclaimed Satanism experts, misleading and inaccurate statistics, crimes with only tedious links to Satanism, and sensationalised media reports. Christ, that was hard to fucking read. It was the most viewed docu documentary in television history. There are over one million Satanists in this country, Riviera said, adding that the odds are they are in your town. So he's basically scaremongering everyone. He's saying that the, the odds are that they're in your town sort of thing. So it's a bit of a dick thing to do. I think I robbed. I, remember, I, I don't remember them, not the US, but I've seen some bits and pieces from them. The panic grew out of the idea that memories of abuse were often repressed and could be recovered with the help of hypnosis and a therapist. This idea was popularised in the 1980 book Michelle Remembers, co-written by a Canadian psychiatrist and the patient he eventually married, <laughs> in which the Michelle recovers memories of supposed ritual satanic abuse conducted by her mother. In 1983, the panic exploded with the McMartin Preschool trial in which a California parent accused daycare owners of sexually abusing her son. Police then sent a letter to parents warning that their children may have been abused, urging the parents to ask what turned out to be leading questions to a bunch of suggestible preschoolers. Further questioning by authorities continued in this vein, yet yielding alleged eyewitness accounts by children of networks of so, uh, secret tunnels and witches flying through the air. <laughs> These kids don't know nothing. They're just making things up now, aren't they? So after seven years, the daycare owners were eventually acquitted or had the charges dismissed. One was jailed for five years while awaiting trials and retrials. In the meantime, similar accusations spread through daycares around the country. Most were spurred on by now discredited methods of questioning small children. Methods that often led to children making sensational accusations because they wanted to please the authority figures questioning them. In a 1992 report on ritual crime, FBI agent Kenneth Lanning concluded that the rampant rumours surrounding ritual sat satanism were unfounded. Philip Stevens Jr., Associate Professor of Anthropology at the State of University of New York at Buffalo, Christ, that's a fucking long-winded title, said that the widespread allegations of crimes by Satanists constitute the greatest hoax perpetrated upon American people in the 20th century. There you go, guys. Fucking hell. So some guy was... So obviously someone was... Um, it all comes from hearsay. It all comes from fucking hearsay, really, at the end of the day, doesn't it? Um, people just blow things out of proportion. And obviously, all Geraldo, whatever his name is, Rivera, he didn't really exactly do the best thing. He just... He, do you know what? I can imagine... He did not do that just for to blow out a proportion the way he did. He probably just did it for views. We all do that. I mean, I do stuff for views on this fucking podcast sometimes. It's just the way it is. People want attention. Unfortunately, that blew up right out of proportion. And uh, yeah, it went from there. So uh, here you go. That's the next one. Oh, that's I love this one. Denver International Airport is a hub for the Illuminati. <laughs> I love stuff about the Illuminati. This is intrigues me, this. 
Now, I've done a little bit digging on Denver Airport, and I've done some pictures on it, and obviously I can't do it on here because obviously it's not a visual show. It's a podcast, but you look into it and you see the artwork and all the, the strings, but I don't want to spoil it. We'll go in, we'll, we'll read it first, then we'll talk about it after. I'm getting excited. Built in the ni- mid-1990s, Denver International Airport has inspired its own sinister mythology. Right, so conspiracy theories, theorists, point an array of evidence suggesting the airport is actually one of the headquarters of the secret rulers of the world. Take the sheer scale of the airport. Does it need to be twice the size of Manhattan? Could this be because the airport is actually a mere front for a secret underground bunker complex ready to be used as a concentration camp for US citizens when the one world government takes over? All level one world government conspiracy theory, don't we? Then that's then there's the ominous art dotted around the place. Now I've seen pictures of this. This is crazy. One is the blue Mustang, a genuinely sinister sculpture of a blue horse with blazing red eyes. If hell had horses, they'd look like this. Damningly, the blue Mustang, or Lucifer, as some call it, also killed its own creator. Artist Luis uh, Jimenez bled to death when a section of the sculpture fell and impaled him in the studio like a scene from The Omen. And now this demonic structure stands vigil at Denver Airport. But why? And why are these murals inside the airport depicting terrifying soldiers with gas masks, along with images of suspiciously cheery-looking children from around the globe? The bunkers claim the murals are simply works of protest art heralding a utopian future. But conspiracy theories say it's a visual representation of the imminent one-world government. And then there's a stone slab in the airport engraved with a Masonic symbol along with the world's New World Airport Commission. More proof of the New World Order? Mm, maybe, don't know. It's a freaky one, that, really, because I've seen pictures and I've seen bits and pieces of all the, the sculptures and the, the plaques that are surrounding Denver Airport. And I tell you what, it's a little bit freaky. It's a bit weird. I don't know about this, to be honest. I'm a little bit kind of touch and go with it, to be quite honest with you. I'm... Um, possibly might be a little bit kind of convinced that that might be the case. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I'll tell you what, it talks about Masonic, the Freemasons. Um, I actually uh, I actually nearly joined the Freemasons. And that is a, that's a true story. Um, I didn't realise this. That, I don't know if you know the Freemasons. Freemasons are allegedly a secret society. They have been through the whole past since they've well, gone back to God knows how many years. A lot of secret handshakes and secret meetings and all that sort of stuff and sacrifices and bullshit like that. Now I got um I didn't realise that my family are actually um are part of the Freemasons. Well, my mum's side of the family up in Scotland. Now the only way you can actually be um I don't know if it's like that now, but the only way you can actually um join the Freemasons is actually be uh have an uh was it a family member who are already involved in it. So I decided to, I decided to go, fuck it, I'll give this a go. My dad went for it. He didn't like it because it was, it was very, it was very religious back then. And up in Scotland, it was a bit different, you know, Catholic, Protestant, all that sort of stuff. So he didn't bother. He didn't go for it. He thought we were all a bunch of wankers. I never really, I was like, nah, this is, you don't want to call these guys wankers. They could fuck you up. You could end up in the back of a van somewhere. You don't want to fucking piss these guys off. So I went for it. So I applied, I joined and applied for it, got all my details down, and I got a meeting with them. And this is in Suffolk and Ipswich. 
uh, Ipswich and Suffolk, I should say. And uh, they invited me to this really, really fucking posh restaurant. Uh, I mean, this is like a, it's like a, a private lodge, if that makes sense. It's like a private country club. Now I'm rocking up there, and uh, I beat up um, Renault Clio. And this thing is this last thing is old. It's got a big old dent in the side of it. And I'm rocking up into this um, car park with Bentleys and uh, Rolls Royces and Porsches and Jags and all this. And I'm just like, I'm right out of my depth. So I decided to park far away outside of the actual complex and walk in because I did not want to be in like there. So I walked in and I got introduced to this guy. Can't remember his name off the top of my head. It was a few years ago. And then he was like, oh, thanks for meeting Ryan, blah, blah, blah. Very well-to-do guy. And he continued to bring me into this big, like, kind of, I would say it was like a big, like, kind of, a hall. I wouldn't know a hall, like a, a library of some sort, you know, with the big chairs, the big chair backs and all that sort of stuff. Chipped me down, had a chat with me. He was very excited to meet me. Because supposedly they'd want to get some new, young, fresh guys in there. That sounds a bit wrong. But that's what they wanted. They wanted to keep the, obviously, he described, he says he needs to keep the, the, the society moving. Now he's, he's he, they were trying. He, I asked a few questions about the the conspiracy theories about them. He shoved it. He didn't really say much about it. He really he quickly changed the question or changed the topic, I should say. When I asked him about secret handshakes and all that sort of stuff, and he was like, "Oh no, no, no." Anyway, would you want to? Read? And I was like, "The hand up three or four times." I'm like, "Okay, okay, this is a bit strange." They took to me uh, next door and uh, bought me dinner and all that sort of stuff, and then he invited me over and into it. I decided not to. Uh, eventually, long story short, they got invited to say that we wanted to come and be inducted into the Mason Order. We want to induct you into this. So I was literally, I made it. But then I realised that it, it's fucking expensive. It's about five grand a year. And I'm like, you fucking have a laugh. Five, I think it's about five grand a year, all expensive stuff. But they say it's expensive. This is how they put it. They say it's expensive to join, but you will make your investment in this tenfold. Now I'm like, oh, okay. But at that point in time, I didn't have five grand to spare. So I didn't do it, and they did not like it. They did not like it that I turned them down. So, uh, yeah, um, I'm not sure if they tried to, I don't know, they did try and assassinate me. They didn't try and, like, kind of discredit me or anything like that. Well, not that I know of. They may have done, actually. I didn't even realise. But, um, yeah, so that was my time uh, nearly joining the Freemasons. I can still join them now. Actually, I might do it. I might see what it's like. I could be like a, oh, I could actually go inside and be like a, like a mold inside and show all the secrets. Do I want to do that? God, that would be funny, wouldn't it? But see, now they've had a TV show about. They've had a TV show about all. But how how true is that? I watched a TV show and it looked like a fucking weird place to fucking be. I'm not a big fan of them, to be fair. But we'll see. They might be very powerful. We could be connections in there. But hey, we'll see. I might have a look at it, to be fair. Anyway, let's get back. We're off topic. We're off topic there. A little bit of a um, background of a bee. But um, here we go. The deliberate sinking of the Titanic. Oh, here we go. Right, we know the Titanic sank after being torn open by an iceberg. Everyone knows that. Uh, R.I.P. Jack Dawson. Uh, but was this a deliberate act to murder a trio of important passengers? Oh, here we go. According to this outlandish theory, a sinister organization, perhaps the Illuminati, they are always the Illuminati rock up. Do you know the reason why the Illuminati actually are here? A lot of people don't know the origins of the Illuminati. Now, the Illuminati started off fucking hundreds and hundreds of years ago when the church was fucking rife in power. Like, the church was higher than the king. You had to do anything in this country, you had to have permission from the church. You know, the priests and all these sort of people, they ruled it. So obviously they're teaching, saying that obviously God created the world, God created earth, blah, 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 blah. 
But when technology started advancing, we were talking about back in, like, I'll say the 1700s, uh, with Galileo and Da Vinci and all that sort of stuff. And they're starting to look at that, hold on a minute, they can see the world, you know, and they had proof of like the Big Bang Theory started coming out and saying, well, this is, this is how the world started, how the fuck do you mind? I don't know if that's the Big Bang Theory, but science started to become more, uh, well, to, to debunk what the church was actually preaching. And the church didn't like this. So the church went round and started assassinating and rounding up all these like scholars and prophets and all that sort of stuff and scientists to basically stop spreading false news. But even though the science was proving them wrong and the church was full of shit. So um, yes, the church went around, tried to round them all up. So they had to go into hiding. So all these scholars, all these scientists and all these sort of people were disproving the church went underground. They went underground and went into hiding and they actually started calling themselves Illuminati. And that's how the initial part of the Illuminati actually started. Now, what they've been doing, that, that, nobody's really heard from them since. Um, but what they've been doing since then, obviously being underground, uh, ruling the world, as you can imagine. But these sort of people are from the major people from history. So I would imagine if these this secret organization is actually true and is actually a real thing, obviously the important people will be part of it um, because that's what it was like back then. But anyway, I digress. Here we go. So we're talking about, oh yeah, perhaps Illuminati, perhaps the Je Jesuits, don't know, I have no idea who that is, wanted to get rid of business magistrates Benjamin Guttenheim, Isa Strauss, and John Jacob Astor IV because they apparently opposed the formation of the U.S. Federal Reserve. Okay, that's quite serious. This major change to the U.S. banking system took place in 1913, a year after the Titanic sank. By removing those three prominent outspoken voices, the powers that were were able to take unprecedented control of the nation's finances. Captain Edward Smith was a willing henchman of these forces, deliberately ramming the ship into an iceberg on what was effectively a suicide mission to eliminate the three millionaires. It's a little bit elaborate. Evidence for this is non-existent, with the theory finding a new lease of life in the meme-filled corners of the internet. Of course they are. Some point of the pre presence of Father Francis Brown, a Jesuit, who took a number of photos on board before leaving the ship when it docked briefly in Ireland. Brown was given a telegram saying, get off that ship. This was said by Jesuit superiors who knew the Titanic was doomed. If you're, well, that's, if you, you knew the Titanic was doomed if you're a conspiracy theorist, or which is an enormous message which took on darker significance and retrospect. It's a strange one, that, that's, I don't really know much about that. That's uh, that's one I've never heard before. But I'm not being funny. That's a very elaborate way to do it. I'm sure there'd be very, a lot more easier ways to kill someone or kill three people ramming a fuck-off boat into an iceberg and killing thousands. Hire assassins or something. Do what the normal people do. Jesus Christ. Why would you... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure about that one. Seems a bit too far-fetched for my liking, to be quite honest with you. It seems like one of those ones that just kind of... Yeah. But there's so many conspiracy theories about the Titanic that say that the Titanic wasn't actually the Titanic. It was a different ship. It was something else. I can't remember what it was called. And it was on fire when it left. And all that sort of crazy stuff. I just smashed my mic over that. <coughs> oh, damn. Excuse me. So, yeah. So, I'm not sure about that one. That's a bit weird. It's a bit weird, that one. So, right, so let's get into some ones that actually are... But a lot of people don't understand, realize, or not really known about, and people don't understand it, right? So, so we all learn about history in school. 
some of us pursue that interest at college, university, or through personal study. Regardless, there is accepted view as the basic view of events, the chronologically of events, chrono chronology, whatever you call it, Christ, I can't even speak. Academics teach us that recorded his human history, the length of time we've been writing stuff down, what's happened around us goes back about 5,000 years. So recorded history goes back to about 5,000 years, which is about right. But a Russian mathematician by the name of Fomenko argues that this is wrong, and the recorded history is only around 1,000 years old. He claims that he has done calculations and historical data showing that histori historical records have been forged, misinterpreted, and promoted to keep what really happening in humans' recent history passed as a secret. Wow, that's a bit, that's a bit mental. This theory has a number of high-profile supporters. If it is true, no one is quite sure what this 1,000-year-old lie is actually hiding from us all. Those, wow, so, yeah, if that's not right, five, that's a big, long gap. I mean, that's not just, like, a couple of years, that's a lot. So that's a bit, wow, it goes back a 1,000 years, a 1,000-year gap. What happened in a 1,000 years? What happened? Aliens came down. Transformers. Transformers were here. You ever watched that new Transformers film? Yeah, that's it. We're rocking it. But yeah, it's one to think about. It's one to think about. Are we being lied to? Is there a recent cover-up? Has there been a recent things that have not actually been told to us? Makes you think. See, this is the thing. Do it. Researching this and going down the deepest, darkest depths of the internet and these conspiracy theories, it does make you fucking think. Even though you you, you know there's a load of shit, some of them have got some legs to them. But then you realise, nah, this is crazy. This is crazy. Flat Arthurs, I'm talking to you again. Um, right. Harold Wilson. Right, Harold Wilson was a famous politician from the UK. He was Prime Minister. He was known for his phenomenal, phenomenal debating abilities, which led to his powerful polit political office in Britain. He became Prime Minister twice from 1964 to 1970, and then again from 1974 to 1976, winning four general elections. Now, all this may sound run-of-the-mill, but things take a turn into the strange when you learn that Harold Wilson was suspected by some of being a spy for Soviet Russia. The idea that the most powerful person in the UK at the height of the Cold War was spying for the enemy seems better suited for a James Bond novel than reality. However, will Prime Minister, the BBC uncovered an alleged plot to remove Harold Wilson from office by the UK's MI5 agents. Many believe that the real evidence that the Prime Minister himself was a Soviet agent. Wow, that, that, God, can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? Prime Minister selling out the US, that would, that would cut all ties for us. Even if it happened like 40 years ago, that would cut all ties. Our relationship, our bromance between the US and the UK would be dead. Bill, you motherfucker, you cheat. That's the thing is, it's like when you cheat on someone. I cheated on you, but it was 30 years ago. Doesn't matter, you still did it. I've been nice to you since. Uh, yeah, of course, out of guilt. That's what it is, out of guilt, you bastards. I could just imagine it. Christ, if fucking Trump was prime, um, if Trump was president at the time of that, oh, Jesus Christ, well, he might be next year. You never know, you never know. Strangest things have happened. Right. So some actors appear to defy age with their useful looks well into their advanced years, hence and forth, Paul Rudd. He's, that guy is just lit. He's found the fountain of youth, that boy, I tell you. However, some believe this is because those actors are not what they seem. Well, several conspiracy theories argue that some of the most iconic actors of all time are part of a secret society. Of course they are. 
that has unlocked the secret of everlasting life. Oh my God. Conspiracy theories of uh, theorists often offer some key visual evidence to support the claims. For example, for example, photographs and paintings from the last few centuries allegedly show that some actors are hundreds of years old. A painting from 1875 appears to show a man who very much looks like Keanu Reeves. Well, a photograph from 1870 appears to show none other than Nicolas Cage, very much alive and well over a hundred years ago. If such a society does if such a society does exist, you wonder just what the price is to join. Well, it doesn't exist. It's full of shit. Although I have seen the picture of Jay Z uh, back in the eighteen hundreds as well. Spit an image. But you gotta realise, right? How many people are in this fucking world? How many people are actually? Uh, and it's like 8 billion, uh, maybe more than that. And they always say that you've got a doppelganger in very close proximity to you. They, say, they, 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 they realize there's four people who look exactly like you in this world. Four people. Now, four people look like me. They're all handsome bastards. But you, I digress again. Um, so you can imagine throughout history, there's only going to there's going to be more than four people in this recent history that are actually going to look like certain people. And they just, it's law of averages. It's the law of like, coincidental, you know. Some might be famous, some might not be. It's just coincidental that these people who are famous, they found pictures of people who weren't. They just look like them. Fucking crazy. But there's no fucking society to make you fucking, make you go down, uh, make you young forever. Plus, I wouldn't want to live forever. I would do my head in. It's the old question, would you want to live forever? <laughs> like I just said, I wouldn't want to. I would like to live forever, to be quite honest with you. I think I'd get bored. If I aged and I was like, 200 years old and I was like a frail, frail old man and someone just blew and I just fell over. I wouldn't like that. If I would like to stay the same age I am now, say I'm 40 now, I'd like to stay this age forever. That would be quite cool. Like Highlander. There can't be only one. Just don't chop people's heads off. That'd be quite mental. But, uh... <laughs> right, so, oh, this one that I've read... This one I've read about. I've seen... I got a bit interested in this one, right? Just because I love the the... the, the the subject of it. Right, British author Lewis Carroll wrote a book called The Nursery Alice. We know Lewis Carroll, very popular, did Alice, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. This was a version of his own book, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. There you go. But simplified for children. It was published in 1889, but in a grisly turn of events, the same kid's book had been implicated on one of the world's most famous murder cases. For well over a century, people have tried to figure out and find out the identity of Jack the Ripper. But one conspiracy theory states that Lewis Carroll left clues in his books as to who the killer really was, and how would he know? Because he allegedly is Jack the Ripper himself. This theory was first proposed by writer Richard Wallace in 1996, and since then has gained supporters. Several clues can be found in his books, and it's led to many wonder whether one of the greatest children's writers of all times was also one of the world's most infamous killers. Now, please excuse me, I'm now going to run over and grab my copy of Alice in Looking Glass and Alice in Wonderland, because I want to know what he's talking about. That's intriguing, isn't it? I don't know when... Does the timeline match up? I don't know when actual... Um, uh, I was first published in 1889. Yeah, so it, it does stem true. That was around about the same time that actual uh, Jack the Ripper was about never found out who Jack the Ripper was and I'm fascinated by it I'm fascinated by Jack the Ripper and the stories and why and oh my god that's just mental mental and it's um, 
Uh, there's actually a really good tour you can actually go to in London, and you can actually take the trip and see the where the murders were and how they really were. Obviously, massive production and all that sort of stuff. People getting dressed up in like Victorian era clothes and telling you around. It's very, it's, it's supposed to be really good, but you end up at the pub. Uh, and the, the pub is exactly the same as it was back in the 1800s, you know, with the sawdust on the floor and old wooden bar and old wooden tables and that. But it's quite cool. I think it's worth £30 a ticket if everybody wants to do it. Um, I, I don't get sponsored by them, just in case. So, um, right, number six. Here we go. Here we go. This is the next one. Uh, oh, here we go. Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick was one of the greatest directors who have ever lived, but he was also a subject of several conspiracy theories. One of the most popular ones that he's involved in faking the moon landing footage. I've seen that one, and I, everyone says that he would he did it. But I don't faking the moon landing is oh God, I don't know. I don't know. I, I could go down that rabbit hole, but there's theories that the moon landing was fake. Uh, some of them have actually got it's got plausible. It's plausible, but some of them like yeah, what are you doing, mate? However, there's also an even darker theory which states that the films he made resulted in his own death. Throughout Kubrick's career, he believes strongly in the case of subliminal messages throughout his films. That's been proven, he does, yeah. This is why his films have been studied so widely for their secret meanings. That's an ongoing thing. A lot of um, universities and all that study his films because he always puts secret, hidden, subliminal stuff in his films if you do it backwards. I think Clockwork Orange was a great one for it. A lesser-known conspiracy theory states that Stanley Kubrick was an inside member of the Illuminati. There they are, cropping up again. The mythical group, which supposedly controls the Earth, <laughs> so they say. In this theory, he left clues about the organisation and his films. But when he finally made a movie about secret societies called Eyes Wide Shut, the Illuminati had him assassinated. Eyes Wide Shut. That's the one with um, Tom Cruise. Tom, is it Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman? Is that the one in it? Where the party and it's a bit weird. Well, I don't know. I can't remember that film, so I couldn't. I can't comment on that one. But. Maybe, maybe he was uh, flying too close to the sun, uh, old Kubrick, and got himself done over. There you go. What do you think of that one, guys? Have you seen Eyes Wide Shut? Does it have hidden meanings behind, uh, like, kind of secret societies? Maybe Kubrick told the Illuminati to go fuck themselves. Strangest things have happened. Here we go. Here's a, this one's a little, a little known conspiracy theory that not a lot of people know about, but I thought it was fascinating. A little known conspiracy is that of a440. Now, A440 is a musical note, the first A note after middle C to be precise. This note vibrates at exactly 440 hertz, hence the name. It's been used since the mid 20th century. Now, that, if you if you know about A440, no, I, I've heard this one before. It's a well known fucking thing. Uh, it's been used in the mid 20th century and has become a tuning standard for, mo for most instruments. That's it. However, there are several conspiracy theories attached to it. It states that the, the A440 note actually causes stress, aggression, and antisocial behavior in humans. Some believe that it was developed by the Nazis during the Second World War and has since been used to manipulate the human mind. Why is the Nazis already all fucking getting involved in stuff? They always get involved in stupid stuff like that. But of course, they would do. Because they're all bastards. The way that it allegedly works is that the note vibrates at a frequency that interferes with the very fabric of our universe, causing disharmony in living matter. Some people, some believe that it's only a matter of time before this malevolent musical note is used to undo modern civilization with a deafening crescendo. Whoa. 
I've heard about some stuff like this before, about certain musical notes um, influencing people. You know, you, you, we've got something in the UK at the minute as well. It's antisocial. It's the high-pitched frequency uh, to stop antisocial youngsters. It's a frequency that shops play. And as an adult, if you're, if you're over 18 or over 21, you can't actually hear it. And it's a high-pitched noise that shops put outside the door. And only young people from about something like 16 and under can actually hear this. And it stops them hanging about the shops and because it's annoying. It's really high-pitched and it's fucking deafening. But we can't hear it. Um, so I can, I've heard the stuff like that, but I've not heard of something as crazy as this. But if the Nazis were getting involved, if that is true, well, they were getting involved in everything back in the Second World War, weren't they? They were fucking dabbling everything. So, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me, to be quite honest. So, um, what we got? Stock market conspiracy. Dun, dun, dun. Right, so most 9-11 conspiracy theories are pretty disrespectful to those, who's lost the, those who lost their lives that day. Definitely agree with that. Not to mention those who try to defend us. However, there's a one little-known conspiracy theory which does raise some questions. This theory speculates that there was some unusual activity in the financial markets in the days leading up to September the 11th. Some of this activity revolved, revolved around airline shares. Conspiracy theories suggest that unknown investors were aware of what was about to happen on that day and sold their shares before the attack occurred. Furthermore, shares and insurance companies were also heavily traded that day. While this tra trading hasn't resulted in any official accusations, it was investigated, leading some conspiracy theorists to insist that someone out there made a lot of money from that day. These are the ones that I, I don't like talking about the 9-11 conspiracies and all that, as if it was an inside job, etc. You know, There's a lot of stuff happening on that day that we will never know about. There might be some hidden agenda from the US government at the time. We don't know about it. We will never will. You know, and not for another 50 years because they, they say the Freedom of Information Act should be available. But look at what happened. They're supposed to release the GFK stuff, weren't they? But they delay that. Or it did get released and it's redacted. Heavily redacted. So um, we will find out about it, but not to the extent that we want. And uh, it was a tragic thing that happened. Let's just not, yeah, let's just not get into detail about something as stupid as that. You know, people do take advantage of world tragic events. And, um, yeah, the people have got a special place in hell for them anyway, so let's carry on. Um, it used to be thought that left-handedness was a mark of the devil. People who were left-handed were forced to use their right hand for most tasks, and in some instances, the left hand was tied awkwardly behind the back. While this is superstition at its worst, there's a little-known conspiracy theory that there's more to some left-handed individuals that meet the eye. This theory argues that there's an advantage of being left-handed and that a powerful secret society only allows members who have had this hand dominance. This may seem like an unusual proposition, but when you consider that five of the last eight presidents were left-handed or ambidextrous, and that an unusual high number of people in power are the same, it does make you wonder if this alleged society really does exist and is controlling our fates from the shadows. Tell you what, if you're left-handed and you're in the Illuminati, that's God mode right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're fucking ruining the world. Good effort, good effort. But they're not left-handed. We used to, we call it cack-handed here in the UK. So it's, maybe that's the reason why people think they're trying to demean our psychology, psych, I don't know, reverse psychology, try to take the piss out of them so they don't think they're special, so they don't release the full power. 
I don't know. I think that's a load of shit, this one, to be quite honest with you. Uh, oh, this one's brilliant. I've seen this one. This one's absolutely fantastic. This one's... I'm gonna, I'll let you... Come up, I'll read it first and then see what you think. Right, a recent conspiracy theory which gained traction on Reddit, love it, is one of the many alternative history perspectives. This theory suggests that the country of Finland it doesn't actually exist. At least as not as we know it. This is brilliant. The argument is that the landmass known as Finland in Europe, which borders Russia and the Baltic Sea, was fabricated as recently as 100 years ago. This is supposedly pulled off by Russian and Japanese diplomats so that they could manipulate fishing rights in the Baltic Sea. The people who currently live in modern-day Finland are the descendants of people from surrounding areas who were shipped there and sold an elaborate hoax about Finland having existed for many years. Now, some argue that this is a hoax, while others believe that it is suggestive of alternative history and that our belief in the modern world has been widely fabricated. It is a fucking hoax. This, I did, I've known that, I know this one. This started from Reddit as a guy, as a joke. It was a massive hoax. The guy even came out and said, this is not real. I was taking the piss. Of course, Finland's a fucking country. It's good. You can go on there. You know, you can go on, the, you can go on Google Maps, see satellite imagery. But then you got crazy people who actually believe in it and go, oh, you can, you can manipulate Google and satellite imagery. Oh, for fuck's sake. See, you cannot really reason with these fuckers. So, <laughs> so there. But here we go. Last but excuse me. Last but not least, portals to hell. Oh, dun dun dun. Scientific advances have altered our lives for the better, but uh, there are those who insist that one high-profile scientific experiment is in fact a worldwide satanic conspiracy. Gotta love a good satanic conspiracy, don't we? In this conspiracy theory, the scientific community has been infiltrated by, at all levels by Satan worshippers who have manipulated scientific data and funding in order to, to meet the ultimate goal to bring about the coming of the Antichrist. Experiment in question, I'll give you a... Oh, it's, it's, can you guess what it is? The experiment in question, of course, it is the Large Hadron Collider in Switzerland. This vast underground particle accelerator is used to smash particles together to see what, what they're comprised of. However, some believe that either the current or future colliders become more powerful. They will eventually tear a hole in the fabric of space, then whatever demonic forces lie in wait in darkness can finally come forth and claim our world as their own. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. That is exactly the same fucking plot of the, basically the, the, the very, very popular video game called Doom. That is exactly it. To the T, apart from not in as much detail as a large hydron collider, but that's it. That's how it do. We just need a big fucking Doom guy, Super Soldier, to come and fuck everything up. Fuck you, know. Some of them are crazy. Some of these conspiracy theories are absolutely mental, aren't they? It makes you think, though. It does make you think about, right, what is real and what's not. And this is the thing. When I, I mentioned before, when I was doing this, I was wondering, I was like, Jesus Christ. You start to kind of question certain things in a lot of different avenues, and you're like, oh, my God, what is going on right now? But still, be thankful that we're still here, and be thankful that hopefully the majority of these um, conspiracy theories are not right, especially the last one. I don't want to be fucking Satan's bitch. Fucking hell, I'm too old, I'm too proud for that. But, <laughs> right, guys, have a thank you for joining us. That is it. I'm not going to go into any more because I need to go and have a lay down after extensive research on conspiracy theories and actually figure out what is, what is life. So, guys, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, if you 
like this video, uh, like this video, like this podcast. Please share with your friends. Let people know about it. Um, we have got a new merch store that's just op- uh, opened up. It's uh, a new uh, clothing line called Super Dave. Uh, it's great, fantastic sort of designs. Go and have a look. Description below and uh, the comments. Go and have a look at it. But as always, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being you. And remember, always tell someone you love them. Take care of yourself, guys. See you in the next one.